Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, a bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 185 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. On this installment, I'll be speaking with Marcus Acker, who is a German musician, composer, label owner, festival organizer, and more, perhaps best known for his work in the long-running band, The No Twist. Earlier this year, The No Twist released their first album in seven years called Vertigo Days, which finds the group expanding on their signature sound and changing up their usual recording process a bit by seeking contributions from other musicians from around the world that they share to bond with, and in the process crafting what is arguably one of their strongest releases in their over three decades as a band. I spoke with Marcus this week not only about the making of Vertigo Days, but also about his other more recent collaborative project, Spirit Fest, his work in running the Alien Transistor label, and his role in releasing the excellent Minimateru compilation and series that focuses on contemporary indie music coming out of Japan. Throughout the show, you'll also hear music from all these different areas that we are discussing. But before we get into the first interview segment, I'm going to play a pair of tracks from the Vertigo Days album. You'll hear Where You Find Me, followed by Ship, which features Saya from the Tennis Coats on vocals. There's a line that's drawn from yours to mine 
I thought we could start by discussing the new album by the Not Twist called Vertigo Days uh, that came out at the very beginning of this year. Um, an album that, honestly, I keep coming back to. I feel like this is, I, I hate, I'm cautioning, <laughs> I feel it's like the, the best record you guys have done. I mean, and you've been doing this for a long time. Um, it's the first thing you've done in six years, too, which, you know, is not, something that's uncommon for you guys there's often been these you know years between records that have come out um so i just was interested in in hearing how this record came together um maybe how you know this past year with the break in live music due to the pandemic how that factored into how you guys you know usually record and create a record and how that impacted like just your process of making this one um so, yeah, it had a huge impact, of course. So when you know we 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 um, we started um, already, you know, years ago to 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 record, and um, the, the first idea was to just improvise and collect improvisations and not compose, you know, so so that we maybe get to other ideas. And also capture the, the 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 interaction of the band that we developed over the years while playing live. So we recorded a lot, improvising, and uh, it's not like improvising uh, like a jazz band or something where everybody's do- doodling around or something. So not, but um, we always we kind of developed some sort of uh, structures or um, also chord changes or something so that could, could become songs so so we recorded a lot and when uh, corona started and we um, for me it was like a very dif- difficult time to be creative in the beginning so because i i heard or read from many people I, that they started to make solo albums or whatever uh, compose a lot and record a lot but i was just like paralyzed like i could not really compose so um so we started to meet and thought because there's no there's no real energy or idea to create something new so we just um listened to all the improvisations and things we had already recorded over the years and thought we just tried to make some something from this didn't really know if it would become a like a normal album or some or just like a collection of collages or strange instrumentals or whatever and more and more more and more it uh, really helped us to um, think of something else and also to become creative again because um, it got uh, got its own idea everything and uh, more and more also I started to compose again and f- fill in some gaps of, you know for uh, of, of songwriting that were missing maybe and thought of melodies and lyrics and so it became more and more this this record but still um one thing is that like the, the first song that's on on the record in into love 
has had this lyrics already before Corona with um, now that you know the stars and fixed and like everything can happen at every moment and mm -hmm. nothing is safe. This I had already written before Corona actually, and then we we um, we listened to the song again because we wanted to use it and, and it was really it fits so well into these uh, times. So this kind of set the mood right. for the whole record. So right. um, it it became. It, 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 it should not be a, a Corona record, but also still there's um, a lot of this, uh, you know, in all the songs. It became very personal also because we didn't know what will happen to the record in the end. So Yeah. Well, it's interesting hearing you describe it because, you know, it's, you know here you're talking about a collection of recordings that span back several years and kind of has this patchwork approach. But when you listen to the record and how it is sequenced and how these things kind of segue and transition so effortlessly into the next track, I feel like that's what makes it pretty special and remarkable. Like you have to listen to it in some ways from start to finish. So was that, I know that you do that a lot in your live performances. Was that what you're talking about in terms of like trying to recreate that live experience about creating a cohesive piece from beginning to end like that? Yes, this was something we always wanted to do already for a longer time. And with this instrumental record, Messy Objects, already we kind of, we started a bit to, you know, make more collages and think, you know, over over a long, over the whole, you know, to, to see the whole album as, as like one piece. And then with this with this record, we in, in the beginning we spend a lot of time to think of the whole album at first and you and like a mixtape or something and and see where maybe the 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 tempo of the song fits to the next so that that it's just like a dj mix you mm -hmm. know goes and then so we try to sequence everything so without go going too much in detail and then we started to work on each song more and sort of uh, maybe singing melodies and sometimes also um, composed uh, a song li like the, the song Sans Soleil. I composed very late because we just recognized it would be good to have this sort of um, kind of more simple pop song somewhere in the end. Yeah. With a, yeah, like this. But but the beginning really was to, to think about something like the. The, also the concerts we play where you really um, try to make make everything like a like a journey or a trip and sometimes you don't recognize ah is it already a new song or is it still the one before right. so so that you kind of always go from one to the next and don't really realize you, you're already somewhere else right right well, I mentioned the gaps between albums, but, you know, it's not like you guys, you know, are hanging out, obsessing over, you know, individual sections of a track that you're working on, you know, for months on end. You were describing how you just recorded these improvisations and came back to them. But, you know, one thing is you and your bandmates uh, in, in the Not Twister are, are active in just so many 
other projects and collaborations and just have your hands in a lot of different things. For you, you know, there's Spirit Fest, uh, there's Hot if I can get my German correct there, you and your D-metal friend. I mean, I could go on and on, not to mention some of the composing and stuff that you're doing. Then, of course, there's the Alien Disco Festival. There's the label Alien Transistor. Again, you guys are involved in a lot of stuff. So I'm, I was curious to, to know if you feel like all of these other musical outlets, if they've helped you or have helped contribute to sort of the longevity of the Notwist, like, you don't put all like the expression putting all your eggs in one basket <laughs> like your focus is not so heavily on that project that you can leave it alone and come back to it does do some of those other things kind of feed and fuel the work when you come back to that band yeah definitely that's very very important so we, we don't see Northwest as this like you know very like um this, this you know this this very special band you know that's that's just uh, us and we are like very original or something so Northwest um, always was like a, like a, um, you know that there's an input from 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 many many things so and um, we, we try to um, we try to do many other things just to um, not um, you know, get out of ideas or repeat ourselves too much, you know, with the no twist and so on. And this time, especially with the, with the Alien Disco Festival and this collaborations with um, Sai and Ueno and um, other musicians, we, we also really wanted to, to show also on, on, on the record that the Nordwist is not only the Nordwist, but many, many other people also. So it's mm -hmm. it's not only us and our ideas. We kind of, um, you know, we take we take so many inspiration and ideas uh, from 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 other musicians and friends and other bands. So um, we thought instead of always, um, you know, just um, write it into the promo text or something our inspiration was it would be just really good or important at this point to also um, kind of invite them and let them uh, um, and, and hear their voices on our record and also really um, give them space so they so they could all kind of do what they want in a way so. yeah that, that's a nice segue to what i wanted to ask you because you mentioned that the promo piece and and in that promo to Vertigo Days, you said that you wanted to to question the concept of a band by adding these other voices and ideas, other languages, and also question and blur the the idea of national identity. And, and I was wondering, you were talking about that in terms of how that's always been important to you just to keep the band evolving and moving forward. Was that also in response in some ways to some of these sort of nationalistic political forces that we're seeing kind of emerge and take shape mm. internationally was that in some ways a response to that as well yeah absolutely it was very much a response to this because in in, in you know germany is very close to us so it's of course so there were like really um really bad developments um especially concerning um refugees and the, the whole 
there, there, there's this one very na nationalistic party, AFD, which like, got very popular and uh, many people voted for this and big demonstrations against um, Islamic people uh, against refugees and all this. So this this made us all so very angry. And uh, the Alien Disco Festival, and um, also um, kind of our whole attitude uh, became really a, a very much um, like a reaction to this. And we, we tried to open up as much as possible and, and really, you know, um, show that we as a as a band we, we don't see us as this like uh, defined German band because um, of course there's many influences uh, from like uh, German music and how, how we grew up all, all this but but still um, already as a teenager my my influences and everything I think that fed my taste and my um, how I listen to music came from all over the world, you know, of course, a lot of American music and uh, then some from England too, but, but also very early, you know, there was music from Jamaica or African music or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I thought this is like something we also wanted to show. So this is... Um, the, um, it, it was it was kind of like a, a good to um, to to make or, or we feel, we feel good if this if you cannot really um, define this this uh, our band like totally easily like the right. German crowd rock band or something right, right. It, it's just always you don't know exactly maybe where we come from or something like this yeah and the other thing uh with the also when we started we thought it's always difficult what you want to do because we may uh, this band exists for very long and then it's always you think like ah, this always sounds the same <laughs> so we were thinking about why why do we have to sound like the no twist or that people recognize it could be that there's no rules so we can sound like totally different and invite other people have other singers because often pe people kind of uh, for them uh, like a no twist sound is the, the voice you know and certain kind of playing guitar so we try to uh, you know get rid of all this and just invite other people to sing and try different structures and this was for us very really good and made us free so in some songs um, return to like our sound and sound even more like like uh, old no twist than ever before so it was was um, for us a good way to also appreciate some of the things again that we yeah. that we already had done so you mentioned uh the the alien disco festival and and from from my understanding from maybe reading another interview or listening to another interview is that some of these other 
guest appearances on the record or contributors like Sai, of course, who you've worked with um, in Spirit Fest and Angel Bat Dawid and Ben Lamar Gay, Juana Molina. These were people that you kind of had connections with through the festival. Is that correct? Is that how that came to be? And was it just a matter of reaching out to them during this pandemic time to to seek some contribution from them? Mm. No, it was all more or less through the Alien Disco Festival. So Zaya and Ueno um, were the first people I I contacted when when we uh, started to uh, this festival. So they were the first I wanted to invite. And so uh, uh, we know them for um, uh, um, some years and and uh, toured together. And so th- this was um, for us, or for me personally, very important that they are on the record because they are such an important part of my life and um, music making now. So they should be heard. And um, Ben Lamagay, he came two times to the festival. So also we knew him personally and just uh, it was like always really great, really great uh, person and um, and incredible musician and very open-minded. So we had this idea to do something together already. And this, this was the chance to mm-hmm. ask him. And Angel Bedoit and Joanna Molina, two um, musicians we wanted to invite, but they were not uh, um, available, so they they couldn't come. But we stayed in contact. So, and also was a really really nice and great conversation where, where we just recognized also they are very open-minded and uh, great persons, you know, personally and very very nice very nice people so um and as we are really really huge fans of all these people on the on on this record so we we asked them and it was always very easy to collaborate we just we sent them songs or with with joanna molina it was uh, actually only tracks single tracks we had and she just made her own song kind of out Mm -hmm. of this so it was very it was really good always um, we were so happy and um, surprised and um, moved by what, what what they sent us. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we head into this first blog, too, I wanted to just follow up with that, just like Spirit Fest, which has become like its own proper band. And I was thinking, that's that's quite a collaboration, given that you are in Germany, tennis coats are in Japan, you've got Matt, who's in the UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you it's not like you're just sharing tracks too you guys get together and actually record i mean what was the, the i guess what made you all want to create a band together knowing so, sort of the challenges of being apart like that or oh, the you know the I, I i'm huge fan of tennis courts for uh, for very long so when i heard that um the, the friends of us the label after hours in Tokyo that they released something by them. So I, 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 I immediately wrote them that I want to meet tennis coats one day. And so I, I met them. And so they, they came to a Lalipuna concert and 
and then they also very soon said like ah um, we we like to do collaboration so maybe we could do collaboration together and i was so happy about this that i um, you know when we could cura curate the festival um, i organized a studio and some more time to to record together but i didn't know if, if it would work you know I, i just had met them once and and so we came together and was really really good so you know it could also had could have been different but now it's it's like very um really good and very close friends and yeah. like one of the best or maybe the best musical experience you know i had so far because it's very um we have the feeling that the, the longer and more we do the better it gets and there's there's still so many possibilities that that we still we can do Yeah. Well, let's head into this first block of music here. And, I, and I, I tried to pick out some things that I thought would maybe capture what we talked about. I'm going to play back-to-back -back songs from the Not Twist here from the new record. It features the, the two tracks featuring Angel Bat Dawood and Ben Lamar Gay. You can hear that transition in between those two tracks, which I think is mm. important. And then we'll uh, round it out with a Spirit Fest a track from their, your latest record, Mirage Mirage. So here's the Not Twist here with Into the Ice Age.
deep in the action Now, never just words The black's on alert As red as the eyes that are glaring I march with my love Sound the drums reflecting our buildings as high as the fist that has risen. Oh, sweet fire, I feel in her palm the urge to.
In addition to all of the music that you are both involved in creating, you and your brother, does he go by, is it Micah, Mika? Is it Michael? Micah. 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 Okay. I knew I was going to have issues with pronunciations throughout this, so there we go. (laughs) Um, But along the way, you started the Alien Transistor label back in the early 2000s, and it it was right around the time that the Not Twist album Neon Golden was uh, was garnering, you know, quite a bit of critical acclaim and attention. Um, so I guess what compelled you guys to start a record label at that time, as opposed to just sort of focusing on the momentum of the group at the time? And I know we've already talked about, like, some of these other things that feed the beast, that feed the project, but especially at that period of time, it seems like an interesting choice to like, hey, let's start up a record label too. You know, records, uh, uh, especially me, I'm uh, I'm like record buyer, you know, or mm-hmm. I went, go to record shops a lot and buy so many records, too many records. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of records, vinyl records especially. So for me, it was always a dream to have a record label too, and release records and um at this time uh at, in neon golden um we had this guest musician uh sam sam schlamminger that's his name so he's a percussionist and a really great musician and friend so he he, he told us that he had made this uh, solo recordings like um the oriental percussion he plays mixed with electronics and um, if we want to listen to them and we thought it's really really great music so we just thought this is a good um, chance now to start our own record label and just release it because it, it is connected to our music and also connected to us as uh, persons because he's a friend and we really like it, and there's um, 
uh, maybe no chance he he can release it uh, soon mm-hmm. with another label. So we, we just was just a chance to start it, and then more and more there were other other um, things too, like um, soundtracks we did for movies or other side projects. That step by step we started to release, and it was really fun. And more and more we wanted to also open up for people from, uh, you know, outside of our uh, um, personal um, circle of friends and other musicians. So we um, started to also release more international bands or musicians that, but all of them were or became friends also. Kind of like a very close, um, very close circle still, uh, although it's going until Japan or something. Yeah, yeah. I think my earliest exposure to the label was through your 13 and God release, mm-hmm. um, uh, that record, which was uh, a co-release with the, the now, I don't know, is with the Anticon label. And I'm not sure if they're still active. I think they've kind of been either closed shop or are they on hiatus for mm-hmm. a while? Yeah, they uh, they stopped so because I think there was some yeah they they just split up uh, yeah. so because it was collective so yeah. and with always one label head um, making all the um, you know organizing and so at some point they split up yeah is... yeah well I, that was a label and a group of artists that that I found to be interesting because they were a group of people, that collective, that was kind of always blurring the lines. There was like hip-hop, electronic mm. music, indie rock. I know for a, for the longest time they were referred to as a hip-hop outfit, and then you'd listen to it, you're like, where's the hip-hop? You know, it, it was so abstract, mm. you know? But there seems to be, I guess, a shared spirit with Alien Transistor in, in that you even note on your Bandcamp page that Alien Transistor doesn't respect any musical boundaries. So... Was Anticon sort of a blueprint for the label as you were starting out? Or, I mean, even is that sort of like a model that you look to to this day mm. with the label? Yeah, uh, of course, yes. I was just a huge fan of the Anticon releases when, when, when I first heard them because I didn't, uh, I listened to some hip hop, but not not so much just like, a few records that I really liked and also always the more adventurous things. Mm-hmm. So some Jungle Brothers records, I don't know. So and so I, I was such a huge fan. And so when 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 they came to Munich, I went there and, and um, was totally um, surprised and happy that when they said that they listened to the No Twist so and this is how the collaboration started and 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 anticon also was a label that we really liked because it you could not c- categorize in any way what what they are so it was a bit like uh, there was a bit of uh, hip hop of, of course but then indie indie rock or indie pop then also some noisy things and you could hear like shoe you know the laugh for for shoegaze or bands like 
boards of Canada, things like this. So so many so many different influences and 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 really very yeah um, not 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 caring about any rules or something, which we also experienced when we were on tour with them. You know when when you could see the like the the very um, you, you could see like uh, indie rock people coming to the shows but also the really hardcore hip-hop fans who knew like every word you know yeah and so it was very mixed very very mixed and really interesting uh, audience also su some discussions and like you know and that uh, the people who said like ah this why why he should he should stop making songs and uh, rap again or something <laughs> like this so very very interesting period i think in if you know was was so was so happy to um to experience this and so there were many many labels that were kind of blueprint for alien transistor also new zealand music uh, expressway records for example or all in, in the end all labels that try to open up and um not not care about genres or something yeah. was was always um very influential for us what are some labels today that that are currently operating that you look to are like is a label that you go i want to buy everything that they put out because it's so reliably good yeah it's uh international anthem mm -hmm. of us, uh, you know so that's really i'm very much into all they do then it's of course magi kick which is the label of tennis coats also i'm i always i always buy and like a lot and then uh oh i would have to think. Right. these are always the worst uh, questions maybe, yeah <laughs> there's there's one coming coming up in the next uh, minutes then i i say <laughs> well yeah some i'm sure yeah well, you know, given how active you and your brother are in, in just creating music, how do you sort of delegate and handle the different aspects of, of running Alien Transistor? I mean, if I'm not mistaken, there are some other people involved that kind of help in running uh, the label, correct? Yes, it's, uh, there's two flows, so two Flo Florians, both mm -hmm. the same name, and they... They help us with uh, the the one floor is also musician in the band Zarus uh, and also Drift Machine and ma many projects also. So he's mainly musician, but he <clears throat> also works for more music as a promo person and uh, um, and he's uh, part of Alien Transistor and doing a lot together with us, like co coordinating everything yeah. and and the other. Flo, also he's uh, he's kind of the manager, you know, or however you will call it, mm -hmm. for the No Twist. So and he takes care of Alien Transistor, the all the pressings and all this. And he and me mainly care about which records and which bands we want to release, and the the, the cover artwork very much. Yeah. This this kind of things. So you have the fun part. They take care of all the all the other details, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, always depends what you're interested in. I think yeah. the, the other shows also like very much what they do, actually. So yeah. I think... 
Yeah. You mentioned like the pressing piece of it, you know, with, with, with streaming services now being such a driving force in the music industry. And now with pressing plants and distribution being so thrown off because of the pandemic, have you had to adjust, you know, how you run the label here in the last few years? Yeah, it was it's very difficult now because it's now at the moment I just uh, yesterday they told us that it's up to seven months yeah. pressing, you know. Mm-hmm. So takes so this this of course makes everything totally different now to to plan because we have some records waiting here and also the test pressing. Um, for example, one record I just did with uh, uh, David Madsen, uh, Nostem from um, X Anticon Records. Mm-hmm. So we made an EP together, and now the, the test pressing is uh, is good, and uh, the cover everything's already finished. But um, we it's still will take seven months or even more to just only press the record and so we don't even have a release date or something yet which is we never we had before you know no, uh, num- uh, um, years ago it was you you just from the beginning you had a release date and then you knew okay you, you started to plan but now it's you don't know it's just you cannot right but, uh, on the other hand sometimes i think some things as as horrible all, all this is the the whole corona situation some things also are kind of good because you you, you just you see you know um, you, some of the rules or something you thought are is very like uh, important it's just don't uh, are not important anymore so you can you become more spontaneous and think of new ways and uh, new solutions for for all this so right. it's something makes also free freeze freeze us you know to be more spontaneous and right it breaks you out of the, the, the your old habits you it disrupts yes. the flow right yes yes yeah. <laughs> well we're gonna head into this next block of music with primarily a lot of recent releases uh, that have come out on the label, including this first one here, which is the the latest release by Failure Cootie, which you actually are involved in this project. You play drums on this record or in this band. Do you want to just briefly set up this, this record and this project, and then we'll jump into some music? Um, yes, Failure Cootie is uh, Julian Warner, a very good uh, dear friend for, for a long time. So we actually lived in the same house, and he, um, he he always was making music and had this uh, electronic duo called One 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 Five, and then he started his solo project with uh, singing also and composing songs and everything, and asked me to play the drums and t- together with him, uh, you know, arrange songs and everything. And now this is the second record, and Julian is just really really great very interesting great person so it's 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 uh, very inspiring and so much fun to make music with him because he always has new ideas and new new ways of thinking and very political yeah. very 
really, really great. So Yeah, I was thinking this could be a record that could be played in a club and enjoyed there, but a record that could be discussed in like a graduate level philosophy mm-hmm. class, mm-hmm. our political science class. Mm-hmm. Fair to mm-hmm. say? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. There's there's a lot of references and so many. Uh, it's just not not just uh, you know even if it's an instrumental and it has a title, it's not just like ah oh, let's call it I don't know blue something or it's so there's always uh, um, a, a story and a really um, interesting stories and also lots of criticism of. Uh, capitalism and the whole class system in Germany and everything. So very, very, very interesting. Yeah. Always. Well, let's play a track from this new one called Professional People. Uh, This is a track called Home from Fehler Kudi.
Yeah.
know, one of my favorite discoveries from the past year was that Minamatiru compilation of Japanese independent music that both More Music and Alien Transist- Transistor uh, collaborated on. And, um, you know, obviously you have this connection to the tennis coats that you've previously mentioned, which is, you know, key to this. Um, but Saya from the tennis coats compiled all the tracks. And, and there are a few different compilation or contributions from from them and sort of these interconnections centered around or that tie back to the tennis coats. But I was just wondering if, you know, you could provide some more background on how this release kind of came to be last year or the, the beginning of last year, I think it was. Um, I was, um, I was um, visiting the Saya uh, um, and Oeno and um, that, that's when this idea ca- came about to um, to have a compilation of all these um, current contemporary Japanese bands and also a few that um, are very important or inspirational f- for this current uh, indie scene in, in Japan that, that would be great to have a compilation uh, for people outside of Japan because um, I think in the 90s there, there was a time when when um, there were quite a quite a few Japanese bands coming to Europe and also um, people knew like Cornelius and um, different other bands so but but uh, um, for, for a long time now it's it's kind of very isolated and not not so many uh, not so many records um, get released or attention outside of Japan and but but um, everything I heard you know was just so exciting and um, just some of the greatest music um, I, I know so I thought it just has to be would be just very really really great just also from my own uh, interest so I, I just would dream of a compilation like mm-hmm. this I would immediately buy it so if there yeah. would be one so it was like very a bit egoistic maybe <laughs> yeah you know so, as you were thinking of it by the way I mean were you discovering a lot of new things when you went to visit them things that you hadn't heard before that they were just kind of introducing you to and it was like through the listening of that you're like wow this is something that other people need to hear was that part of it yeah 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 absolutely so they introduced me to many many bands and cds that because i i don't speak or read japanese so it's um you know if you go online a lot lot of this you can just simply cannot find because it's you you know it's just not um just not available um from Europe or outside of Japan, so it's so for for me it was uh, just I was incredibly lucky to have uh, guides like them, mm-hmm. or especially Daya, who just you know shows me all the different bands and plays all these these uh, different music and bands to me. So so this this was just a. Uh, when Saya suggested she would make this compilation, I was just very happy and um, Im- immediately started to um, organize together with more music to to, to um, realize this. Mm-hmm. And 
I think it, it's 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 um, it's great to have this compilation, but even better that um, Zaya is putting it together because um, apart from that she knows all the bands and knows many many bands like more more than most people, you know. Also, she, she has a she, she's a musician and has a very special. A great uh, taste and ear, so she she makes so so it 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 the the whole compilation also t tells a lot about um, tennis coats music works or how how magic kick um, works or how how she how she listens to music. So it's very it really has the balance between. Um, the greatest melodies and very experimental arrangements sometimes sometimes very wild sometimes very quiet very fragile so really um very unique and yeah yeah that's that's what i think binds it together too is like there's a certain like beautiful fragility but i mean it's it's like pop in a very pure sense but it's mm. it's pop that's not like over polished or overproduced it's like where the the bands learn the song to what it needs to be for that that strength of melody to come through mm -hmm. and that's that so that it retains that sort of looseness to it that makes music like lively and energized mm -hmm. like you know like that that hits people and i think that's what and i think to me that's definitely like the tennis coats approach there's like a looseness mm -hmm. to their playing too but it's also yeah. just perfect pop music Mm, yes, yes, yeah. That's totally. Yeah, that's totally how I thought too. This I found. I've I I found the tennis coat. What I love about tennis coats music, I find in all this compilation. So even uh, even if it's sometimes musically very very different, but but the whole yeah the whole approach and everything. This is just very. Um, interesting touching uh, great music always like all the songs so yeah yeah well in addition to the compilation that came out the kind of an interesting development is now there are these standalone single artist anthologies that's basically created its whole new a whole new series this minimaterio series last year there was the or maybe it was early this year that andersons had one and now just recently <laughs> Uh, there's one from Yumbo, which I think that that band is so ter so terrific. Um, yeah. What I wanted to ask though is that is do you see, given just how much music is coming out of this scene, is is Minimaterio? Do you think going to be like an ongoing compilation series? I'm thinking of, you know, like back PSF was doing the Tokyo Flashback mm -hmm. series, and they could come back to that quite often and highlight really terrific bands. And it seems like this could be an area. That the same thing could happen yeah absolutely that's my my wish because there's there's so much you know of course so many bands that we could do kind of this sort of best of compilations but also uh saya started to also make a second um compilatory compilation mm -hmm. a second uh, part two so because there's still so many interesting bands to, 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 you know to fill to fill another i don't know 
five compilations, I right, think. Right. Because we're this only scratching the surface, you know, and because also many of these musicians also have other projects and bands and uh, different collaborations. So um, I think if it, if it, you know, if it um, works out and uh, always depends on more music too, Mm-hmm. Of course, but uh, Thomas Moore from More Music, he, he he's a big fan of this also and really excited. So we, we will continue and try to make uh, more as long as it's possible. Right, right. Maybe we should mention too is that if people are interested in this area of music, the Tennis Coats, if I'm not mistaken, have that website called Mina Kakiru which is kind of a, a home for a lot of these different labels and artists, digital versions of it and information. Is mm. that, they, they, they are responsible for that website or label distribution mm. thing, right? Yes. Yeah, that was a really great idea. Also, Saya and um, Ueno and friends uh, realized um, during Corona, so to... Because they saw it's not possible. They, they already planned before, I think, but then they they realized it during this time because it got, was the possibility to still meet and exchange and musically and communicate in a way. And it's a really such a great idea, I think, because it's totally independent. You know, very there's no. Uh, uh, no big company or something, or copyright or whatever company involved. Mm-hmm. So it's just the, um, that just totally DIY organized um, them and their friends, and and it's always worth uh, visiting because they they upload many many interesting and great records. Most of them, also I I, ne- I never heard of so so many. Uh, bands and many different styles from um, experimental electronics, uh, free improvising to songs, uh, old, new, everything. So also some old tennis codes or Jumbo or Eddie Marcon uh, releases, mm-hmm. and um, many of uh, all of them you can you can uh, stream and listen to and uh, also buy, and it's really really for me and I think. Um, of course, many people in Japan, but also all over the world, was one of the really positive things uh, during this lockdown times because it's like a like a like a very interesting um, room or place you could always go, very colorful and always find something new and mm-hmm. interesting. Listen and yeah. really good. Well, before we head into this last uh, block of music with tracks from from the Minimaterial compilation and from those standalone releases, I thought we would just wrap up, Marcus. You know, you just wrapped up a, a, a tour, some tour dates with Spirit Fest. Um, you're kind of getting back out on the road. What what do you have kind of coming up to round out uh, the rest of the year? Is the Knot Twist heading back out on tour? Um, yes, there's some Knot Twist shows. Also, small tour in in uh, October and November, but now 
already the agency is a bit uh, scared that with the delta variant oh, yeah. you know it also could be cancelled again so we are not sure if this is gonna happen but we, we still we are planning and then november um, if it works out uh, um, saya and ueno will come again to europe because there's an invitation to uh, festivals and if the, if this happens there will be short spirit fest tour again um, then no alien disco festival this year unfortunately but maybe next year so yeah this is this is all <laughs> kind of not so much but we are happy about every single concert actually yeah yeah i'm sure and just for those, uh, how how was that recent uh, live show or the, the string of live shows? Did it feel pretty good to play in front of actual people again? I saw you played on a rooftop and a boat, so that's mm. pretty good, unique mm. circumstances. Ah, uh, you know, it's just so good to play. It was uh, we we played before with the No Twist and this uh, Hochzeitskapelle. You know, that's an acoustic band we play with, and we sometimes we played on roofs for people people on balconies and windows so for, for like corona safe mm -hmm. so this was always um, so good to play because um, you see how, how important music is for yourself and for, for everybody mm -hmm. it's a, like a, it's a com communication or something that that you lose or miss when it's not there because it touches somehow I don't know don't don't, don't want to sound like a I don't know, <laughs> but it's a, it touches something, you know, that it's just um, it's just very important. And I've, I felt um, it's you get sick, you know, not not having this um, after a while. So for yeah. me, me at least. So it's, it's not about get, get uh, earning money with music. It's, it was really like very essential about the playing. And so the, the Spirit Fest tour were also apart from that. Um, I was just so happy to meet my friends, you know, the Zaya and Loreno. It was like very emotional and great time to meet because um, I, I recognized, you know, before Corona, the world seemed to be very more and more small because you could go everywhere kind of mm -hmm. easily and reach everybody in every country and then with the lockdown and cl closed up borders and um, and I just recognized how far away <laughs> some people are you know how far away Japan is it's right. just unreach unreachable so mm -hmm. and so um, but still it was very it's very close friendships and we talk a lot and communicate a lot so it was so was so great to actually meet again something i could not believe until the moment I, we really met you know yeah yeah well i hope all of these plans work out for you so that you can get back out and play to <laughs> audiences and yeah. uh, thank you so much for your time marcus yeah thank you yeah we're gonna head into this Very next set with uh, the track from the tennis coats and yumbo from the minimatero compilation Yo yeah. 
And that's going to bring things to an end for this installment of the show. I want to thank Marcus once again for taking the time to speak with me this week. If you'd like to check out the complete playlist for this show, you can go to our website at freeformfreakout.com. There are links that will bring you to each of the releases played where you can purchase either physical or digital copies in most cases. I encourage you to support these artists and labels in whatever way that you can. And if they end up performing in your area, hey, get out and see the No Twist or Spirit Fest. If you have any questions or comments, you can always get in touch with me at fffreakout at hotmail.com. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another new episode. Until then, thanks so much for listening.